to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. Oh my God. I found old photos and newspapers. I need to read. No, 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 Look at me. Look at me. You me. don't know what you're doing. I am forcing you to face your fear. You won't hurt me. Even when I look like this, Edward. Gentle. Welcome to Legends of Gotham, where we talk about Fox's hit series Gotham, set in the world of Batman. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And we are here very early, if you can see in the window there's behind the, me. There's daylight! Normally there's not Yay! daylight back there, but uh, we're recording extra early because I have to go work on the election. The, for, work, the working thing I, I work happen. in the news, so I, uh, the elections tonight, uh, big in election. you didn't know there's an election I today. I mean, of course, we, we all know that Oswald Cobblepot already won. Cobblepot for mayor. But they're uh, doing like a little office, the president or something so, like that. I don't know who this guy is. But uh, you're joining us here. Uh, normally it would be 8.30 p.m. EST. Right now it's 9.50 a.m. EST. Uh, over in live.universebox.com with our chatters. We have, let's see, we have Bookworm and Jim and Penfold and Wynn. Talon. Yeah, and uh, I guess uh, Jim is uh, Detective Jim Gordon. Uh, oh, soon to be the commish. Soon to be the commish. And not the commish, Michael Chickalis's famed 80s role, but the commish, the legitimate commissioner of Gotham The legitimate City. one. Friend, the not o, a legitimate. friend O. Batman. But friend speaking Batman. of Michael Chickalis, he had quite a starring role in last night's episode. So why don't we get into the uh, rhyming, uh, riddling rhyming episode summary, and then we'll get started talking about this crazy, crazy episode. It's clobbering time. How does a good cop finally turn bad? When crooks work the system, Barnes gets real mad. How will Jim handle his return to the force? By hunting down monsters with Harvey, of course. Isabella is freaky. Ed has no clue. Why go for Oswald when Kringle will do? Why does nobody notice Barnes's pale blush? He'd, <clears throat> he'd better hope for a facial blonde rush. Where did it go? Put on a blood rush into my heart. Put on okay, a blood there we rush go. into my brain. Blood rush. Anne-Marie, what'd you think? It was so good. <laughs> it was really good. It felt very movie-like mm-hmm. this week. It did. It, it, it was very cinematic. It uh, was. As Wynn in the chat room says, Barnes was hulking out. <sighs> I, I, I I was thinking of another Marvel character. Uh, I, I don't know what it... Uh, the, the Thang? Uh, the a Thong? Thang? Uh, something like that. Uh, but, uh, you know, just uh, one of those things. And... Uh, so, so blood rush, blood rush. It was quite good, and you know what? It, it kind of brought to mind. I, it, it kind of felt to me like a tale of two Gotham's. Now, now maybe it was just because Jim is finally back on the force, but this episode felt closer to season one than we've seen since well, season, season one. one. I, I a couple of the points of. Uh, similarity i noticed were that it was one tightly plotted mystery uh for jim and harvey to solve the face cutting uh, of course jim and harvey on the beat working the street solving a case working with the uh forensics guy who's subbing for the medical examiner just like ed did in season oh. one uh you know i i uh, 
a heavy focus on one character, Barnes, uh, of course. Uh, Falcone's presence looming in the background. I'll have more on that later. Good. And Oswald running schemes on schemes on self-serving schemes behind the backs of everyone who's trusted him. Wow. Yeah, so a lot of similarities here. So maybe after last week's episode, which paid off a lot of plot points set up in season one, the mm. writers thought it would be a good idea to reconcile the show Gotham was mm. in season one with the show Gotham has blossomed into over seasons two and three. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, while we pushed the Mad City arc along in this episode, it feels like the procedural spirit of season one was front and center. It felt it felt so much like a season one episode. It was just nutty. Absolutely mm-hmm. nutty. And that's not a bad thing. I, as long as they don't go back to that format entirely. Like, I don't want them to just abandon the serialized the arc, story arcs right. they've been doing. Uh, but it felt really, really good uh, to kind of feel that season one stuff. And, uh, you know, now if we could just get Montoya and Allen back, that oh, would be nice. that would be perfect. Yeah, and over in the chat room, Penfold says, Chickless killed it last night, literally and figuratively. And uh, Bookworm says, uh, both Jim and Lee are back at the GCPD. Also, Jim reminds me, it's the thing. Yes, I know the, th- the thing. I was, I was making a jokey. And uh, Wynn also says, liked uh, this epilogue precisely because it was like season one. Mm-hmm. Did you notice any similarities with season one at all, Anne-Marie? I think you pointed out more than I noticed. Really? So, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, That's no, fair. Just... And also, Kringle was all over the place, oh, too. Kringle. Kringle. I, you, you know, and that, that's the first of a few love triangles you wanted to talk about, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Okay, so the first triangle being the Penguin, the Ed, and the Isabella. Okay, so the moment that Isabella realizes that Penguin is in love with Ed, too, and chooses not to step back is possibly <laughs> one of my favorite things. Um, These she, are a few of my favorite yeah. things. She knows, like... She knows that he's the mayor and all of his underworldly dealings, but she's still like, yeah, I'm going to fight for him because mm-hmm. I love him and he loves me. And basically, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, OK, um, while this may be a little foolish of her, even more foolish than not to anticipate something like, I don't know, her brakes getting cut. Mm-hmm. You got to give her respect for the gusto. Like, yeah. go for it, girl. Um Ed is literally just blindsided by his love for Kringle. Yes, Kringle, not Isabella, and has no idea what is actually going on, I think. Um, While the glasses were the tip of the iceberg, he goes full on crazy when she cosplays as Kristen Kringle. (laughs) Um, I don't even know if he's really in love with Isabella. I think he's in love with the idea of Kristen. Yeah, and she just happens to fill that role at the moment. Right, so that's a little – also, is she even dead? Like, I don't actually think they killed her off. Well, yeah, Gotham is not afraid to show dismembered body parts and dead bodies and things. I, I mean, in this episode, well, there was a ep- tourist that went a bathtub. So. Right. But the thing is, like, we threw a dude out of how many stories. He landed on mm-hmm. a car and he was still alive, at least enough to say Barnes. Yeah. So I don't actually think we killed off Kringle. I think, like, at the last second something happened because we never saw the crash. Yeah. We, I mean, we heard things, mm-hmm. but we didn't hear necessarily that crash. Um, yeah, I definitely feel like uh, both Oswald and Barnes are next week or in the next couple weeks are going to mm-hmm. get bitten by bodies they thought were dead. Yes. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like, like I, I, I think uh, both of them are like, okay, I've got this. I've got this under control. I'm, I'm in control I'm of the I'm situation. No. And two bodies are going to show up to bite them in the ass. Right. Guaranteed. Um, Liter- literally, literally and biting. figuratively. Yes. Um, but the chances that she got 
that she's killed off already when we haven't really gotten her story is what I find really hard to believe. Mm -hmm. There is absolutely no way that there was a Kringle doppelganger running around Gotham this whole time that has the exact same personality as Ed with no explanation. There's – it's Mm – no, no. I do not accept this, Gotham TV writers. I do not accept this. Oh, yeah. This episode made it even more apparent that she's very manufactured. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, dear. I I feel even if she is dead, which I don't think she is either, uh, that we're going to get an explanation for her before the half season's out even. Right. Okay. So then the next triangle is uh, Mario, Lee, and Jim. So how much does Mario even know about his father's connection to the Gordons? Because I don't think much, if anything. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like it would have made this whole situation even more weird to begin with. Um, let's see. Lee, she's the real pivot here. I think that she truly loves both Mario and Jim, but is currently with Mario because of how many times Jim has disappointed her. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like their relationship is a solid and secure by a long shot, though. Like, I feel like if Mario steps one more toe out of line, he could be gone. Yeah, real quick. Definitely. However, Lee does seem to enjoy having the Falcone family name behind her. And the power. And, right, the power yeah. that comes with that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I don't think Jim has any idea whatsoever what he wants. Right now, he's just <laughs> happy to be back with his buddy Harvey like yes he would take Lee back in a heartbeat but Mm. I think it's just very he's like I need to focus on me now yeah I have some more thoughts on Jim's state of mind in this episode later on too so Uh, over in the chat room let's see uh um yeah, sorry, I'm looking here. Uh, Wynn says, Pinky Pants slash Ed slash Isabella is like Gotham High School Musical. Yes. Uh, I, Jim says, I wonder if that is her face or if Simon, Dr. Simon, is involved. I, I mean, that would be a really reasonable explanation. I mean, because even if the body was decayed, they might be able to get the face off there in one piece, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if, you know, Kringle had started to crumple. I, I, I Let's <laughs> see. Uh, Penfold says, uh, the crashing sound also could have been the guy landing on the car. Like maybe she hit, hit a guy and oh. landed on the car. Oh, okay. I, I, I know what they're saying. Like Simon being thrown out of the building uh, was a crashing sound and it just happened to overlap with the Kringle oh, scene. Oh, you know, it could have. And uh, Bookworm says Kringle's death was before Strange was away from Arkham. 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 Could she actually have powers? Yes. I, I always no, thought. No, wait, no. Kringle was chopped up, not by Kringle, by Ed. Okay. Because she went into the thing, the suitcase. Yes. But still, the suitcase had to get to the morgue. Maybe Ed saved her face. Who knows? Is a keepsake. You know, I don't put that past him. <laughs> he saved, uh, he saved Doherty's badge. And, and he saved Doherty's badge. Yeah, so anything's possible. Anything's possible. Anything's possible in, in Gotham, Gotham uh, for sure. But uh, there's been a lot of talk about Dr. Simon. Uh, or So we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But I want to talk about the trouble with Barnes. Okay, okay. Uh, they, they, uh, there was something that kind of came to light and came to focus to me about Barnes this episode. Not surprising since it was the first time we've ever got a Barnes-centric episode. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, Jervis, uh, in that scene in the jail cell, asked about the darkness that his sister's blood has unlocked within Barnes. You know, uh, Barnes talks about it a little bit, but it makes me think, uh, back to Barnes' characterization across the seasons. Mm-hmm. And it kind of reminded me of sort of a real-world phenomena. And I don't mean to get uh, on election day, get too political or anything. But I, I think Barnes is like uh, one of those homophobic po- politicians who inevitably end up being exposed as gay themselves. Like they have, you know, a, a secret gay lover or something that co- ends up coming out oh uh, in the press or something like that. His hard position on law and order, like the 
you know, you can't bend, you can't break yeah. any of this. These are the rules. You have to go by the rules. I uh, was massively overcompensating for the disgust he feels towards criminals, particularly those who work the weaknesses in the system. Mm-hmm. Like it, all of the criminals he encounters uh, in this week's episode, like Toad and Dr. Simon, who are like, oh, you're a cop. You can't Ooh. hurt me. Take me in. Although I thought it was weird that they were saying that to a cop in Gotham of all places. Yeah. But I, I mean, I guess he's but cleaned lately, up the force a little but bit. But that's the, yeah. I was going to say, you know, since mm-hmm. he took over the and the mob really is gone. Like, I'm sorry, Penguins doesn't have the ties that he used to have. Yeah. So it's not the same mm-hmm. as it was. But but I, I do think that Alice's blood finally lets Barnes accept the side of himself that has lost the ideals he started with. You know, it's a tragic story. And as the bodies pile up, it's only going to get worse. Oh, yeah. I That being said, I think uh, that Barnes does win out over the blood, blood's influence in the end. Okay. Uh, not by defeating it, but by embracing the dark dark side that the Alice's blood has exposed. Hmm. I also thought it was interesting to note that uh, he says the same thing that Jervis did about uh, his sister, that her blood, uh, Alice's blood makes him sane. Jervis said that too about Alice's presence makes me sane. Uh, So I'm more convinced now than ever that Jervis was exposed at an early age to Alice's blood and worked through it much like we see Barnes do in this episode. So that's why he's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he's nutso. Nutso pants. And uh, let's see, over in the chat room, Bookworm uh, says, Simon was a reference to the doctor who worked the Joker's face in Batman 1989. That's good because I actually – I have some thoughts on that, but I thought it was a reference to a comic book character. Uh, and I totally just read that as Doctor Who. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. So so uh, speaking of Simon, you wanted to bring up a little bit, Yeah. Right? I think Simon sort of serves as Barnes' Achilles heel. So in the investigation of Simon, it pushes Barnes to start hearing the voices because he wasn't hearing them until that point even after he'd already had um you know dealt with the toad and the penny guy mm-hmm. um this pushed him that full-on voices thing somehow was able to control it wait somehow he's able to control it eventually and bring him in this seemed to satisfy the voices oh because he was able to like make them go shh Mm-hmm. And was able to take him to the GCPD yeah, instead of, you know, ripping his head off, literally. That, that's exactly what I saw as him winning. He, yeah. he took control of it instead he, of letting it take control of him. At that point in time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it, it was as if the voices realized that he had failed at punishing the guilty party and he couldn't control himself when he sees Simon come in mm. to the party. And, you know, it's kind of like Simon realized that, too, because he's like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Simon didn't do himself any favors by rubbing it in, like no. And that kind of surprised me because um, because he had been begging for his life. He's like, mm-hmm. no, just take me and arrest me. I'm not resisting. Da 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 da. So there was that. Um, something about Simon and his crimes pushes Barnes over the edge, just as he had come to terms with the fact that he needed to turn himself in, which I think is pretty important. That he had come to, you know, he he came to a good place. He he had mm-hmm. a Zen moment. He calls Zabra, says, "I'm on my way," or "I'm bringing the guy in, bring myself in," <laughs> and then Simon walks in and just like, Whoosh, nope, done, done. Um, let's see. With each attack, the blood is taking over bra- Barnes's brain a little more, and now he seems to start liking the way it makes him feel. So mm-hmm. that's a little. Yeah, it, so. I, I, I definitely I, I felt like Barnes's weakness was his secret. So, mm-hmm. And I've been saying this for the past couple of weeks. If he had been up front with, you know, Jim, Jim. and or somebody in the GCPD, even that one moment when right before he he goes to put down his badge and mm-hmm. gunning, he's like, OK, I'm done with it. I'm going to turn myself in. He has this 
heart to heart with Jim almost. Yeah, I thought he was going to say something. Even then, he could have been saved. Now I think it's probably too late. It's too late. Uh, Though I think Jim is suspicious because of the way Barnes is like, we're going to clean up this town. Not to mention Dr. Simon saying Barnes. Well, and that was after. But, yeah. but that happened after. Like, Jim yeah. was already suspicious. Mm. And then when he says Barnes, it's like, oh. oh wait a second. Wait, how? What? Okay, uh, over in the chat room, uh, Jim says, imagine Barnes commits suicide, but Alice's blood resurrects him and takes over. I, I like that because, oh. uh, you know, and there's some speculation about who Barnes could be becoming. I think he's going to be a character called The Executioner because next week's episode is called The, the Executioner. Executioner. I, while I, I've not completely abandoned my Solomon Grundy theory, and I think, you know, Jim That has actually a, leads it more towards Solomon Grundy. Yeah, I, I think Jim has a really good scenario where Solomon Grundy, uh, Michael Chiklis could still happen. I, I think, if anything, the executioner persona will be sort of a transition point to it. Mm-hmm. So we, we'll see what happens. And I also want to say hi to Bobby in the chat room because uh, he just—I don't think he's, he's listening, but he, he popped in, uh, which is, which is awesome. He also got a voicemail in at like eight thirty in the morning, which is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going to get back into the main discussion in just a second here. Uh, but first, we wanted to tell you about our Patreon. Now, if you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash universe box. And what it is, if you like the show, if you like what we do here, uh, and if you want to help you, us with, you know, server cost and the time and effort being put in and everything, this is a great way to help pay us back a little bit for that. I mean, obviously, we love when you're in the chat room. We love when you send in voicemails and letters. But, you know... Serving up MP3s to you costs money, too. So it's always great to get a little support uh, from the people who yes, take please. advantage of the service we offer. No, no, not take it. Well, take advantage, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not take advantage <laughs> not of Not take it. advantage of. Yeah, they're not just sitting there downloading MP3s download, download, over download, and over download, and over download, again. Download, 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 uh, But, uh, you know, we also download. offer uh, up a lot of really awesome rewards. And probably the most important one is the $5 Star Patrons Club. Uh, now, the $5 Star Patrons Club, it's for people who donate $5 or more. more per month uh, to the Patreon or to our the PayPal link we have over at legendsofgotham.com. Yes. We will read your name every episode of every podcast we that do month. and we do like a million podcasts. It feels like it. For that month. Also, you will be invited to Lee and Mario's engagement party and possibly not be arrested. Oh. But definitely beaten up in the bathroom. The people but you who get, get some whiskey. Yeah. The people being beaten up in the bathroom this week are Becca Baca, Angel, Holly Mac 79, Monica Jones, Other Anne Marie, Sage of Earth, a.k.a. Patty, Harry Seidler, Timothy Peters, Robert Cattler, uh, Hope Molinax, Karen Horlatcher, and Jessica Gonzalez. Enjoy a whiskey on me. And we're sorry that Barnes threw you through the wall at the end of the episode. If you want to uh, get thrown through the wall by Barnes or your head or head off the whiskey. sink or have a whiskey, go to patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to think, think outside. outside. Okay, now it's time to look at this joker. We're looking at this joker. Looking at this joker. Yes. Look at this joker. Look at this joker. Look at this joker. Look at this joker. Wait for it. Look at this joker. Okay, so look at this joker is when we look through all the clues, uh, you know, subtle innuendos and sometimes outright appearances of the Joker on Gotham. You can get to this by going to legendsofgotham.com and clicking look at this Joker right at the top. We've been doing it since the pilot uh, with that comedian who never showed up again, Laszlo, uh, the Viper dude, all sorts of stuff. And we keep keep going on and on and on and on. And this page is so long, we might have to break it up into two eventually. Uh, We're going to keep going here. And we're finally here at season three, episode eight, Blood Rush. 
Uh, now, uh, Dr. Maxwell, you, you'll see a picture of a face in a jar here. But uh, Dr. Maxwell Simon's face-slicing side gig uh, calls to mind a recent Joker-centric story arc from the Batman comics. Uh, yes, the Joker sliced his freaking face off for some reason. Uh, the storyline was called Death of the Family and featured the Dollmaker as the face-slicing doctor, not Dr. Simon. Uh, instead of getting a new face, the Joker tied his old one back on. Which made him look even freakier than normal. So I thought that that was kind of a nice uh, a, a nice reference, yeah, to uh, to uh, the, a recent comic book storyline. And I wonder if that will bear fruit when Jerome comes back. Maybe he'll have gotten a new face, or he'll give his face to someone else, and it'll be a new actor. I no, mean, I'm just saying there's no. a face slicing no. guy out there, and he's still alive. That's all I'm saying. Barely. Also, all the face stuff, it really freaks me out. Mm -hmm. Really, really freaks me out. But uh, that's a look at this Joker. Joker. Okay, so now we'll get back to the main discussion. And uh, yeah, I guess in the chat room, Bobby says uh, he's listening. And Jim says, and we know Jerome is back in Gotham. Exactly my point, we Jim. We totally do. And he should be back sooner rather than later. It's almost like you live in Gotham, Jim. It's weird. It's, it's sweet weird. and freaky, which is the next thing I want to talk about. Okay, now, uh, sweet and freaky. I love the contrast in the Ed Isabella scenes. Uh, oh. The early scenes were as sweet as a pile of sugar, you know, heart-shaped eggs and, you know, yeah. all these riddler, riddles and stuff, you know. Uh, stalkerish knowledge of her travel plans notwithstanding. Uh, then it ends with some sort of crazy autoerotic asphyxiation hookup in cosplay. It just like went to both extremes. It uh, really did. Speaking of that last scene, it, it was smart on Kringle's part, I thought. Uh, I, I mean, obviously. And by Kringle, you mean Isabella? Yeah. Uh, well, Kringle. Isabella as Kringle, yeah. I guess you could say. Uh, but, you, you know, I, obviously she's working with a plan, uh, but getting Ed to face his fear and guilt might be the last step in absolving him of it. Mm -hmm. You know, mirror people talking to him happens when he can't accept his own actions. Yeah. Obviously, he still carries guilt for killing Kringle. Well, wouldn't you? Eh, maybe. Uh, perhaps this haunted hookup will kill smoky-voiced uh, mirror Kringle for good because she was very like this where – where Kristen Kringle was like, Ed, you know. Oh, Ed. And she was like, oh, Ed. Uh, so, so I well, thought. Well, she was choked. She was actually, yeah, that's true. She did have her larynx crush, probably. So. Yeah. Kissabella. Kissabella. I, I like that. Mm. Okay. I, and now there was also a good uh, contrast when, when Oswald came over to break up with Isabella. Mm -hmm. As he's trying to convince her that her and Ed are wrong for each other, he slowly puts together that they are really perfect for each other, two peas in a pod. Like completely. And it completely burns him up and probably, uh, you know, exposes him as having a crush on Ed, too, to Isabella. Yeah. Which, if she survives, she's is definitely going to use that against him. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so so you wanted to talk. We both want to talk about Falcone. <laughs> we do want to talk. But about why don't Falcone. you start off? Okay, so Falcone is totally up to something. I will never buy that it's a coincidence that Lee and Mario met in Florida, only to move back to Gotham. Mm -hmm. That makes no <laughs> sense. Um, also, with Falcone appearing, reappearing from retirement and throwing the couple a huge engagement party that sent Barnes, um, Barnes's new guilty, 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 guilty sense off like crazy with its guests. I think that he wants to take his city back and he's easing his way in. Yeah, I, I can, I can definitely see that. Uh, I just, you know, I've missed Falcone. Mm. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna like hope that the actor had something going on for season <laughs> two and he's back. 
He was on SVU or something. Probably. Uh, but, Actually, I think he you, was. You know, speaking <laughs> of him wanting to get his city back, I thought uh, his statement uh, was interesting that this city was built because of men like mm-hmm. me. And it makes me think he might have been the guy in the chair last week. Like, it, it, No, his voice was different. But I mean, he could have been disguising it. Why would talking he be disguising it? Tone. Why would he be doing that? Because the audience was in the room, duh. And they have to keep it a mystery. And he knows that because he's a fourth wall breaking. He, Falcone is Batmite. That's my new theory. No! Uh, <laughs> he's a fourth wall breaking character. No, but for somebody who's retired, as you point out, he doesn't. He does seem to be popping up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I know his son's getting married, but still. And the inclusion of peng- the penguin in the court's future plans shows a certain familiarity with mm-hmm. his methods. And Falcone is very familiar, considering he got kind of screwed over by the penguin in season one. Yeah, he really did. I, uh, this also points uh, towards Isabella being a plant uh, meant to drive a wedge between Penguin and Ed, and and maybe librarian loving Gabe too, which. Yay, Gabe. I was so glad to see I Gabe so again. Glad. Again, this is an actor that I'm assuming just had something going on and couldn't <laughs> appear. Yeah, but, uh, you know, Isabella, I thought, was just – she's too manufactured, too motivated, mm-hmm. uh, too much everything Ed wanted Kringle to be, to be just a coincidence. Uh, yeah, maybe Dr. Simon helped, as we mentioned before, and maybe the court and Judge Bam Bam helped him back by letting him out of jail. I'm I also- sorry, Judge Bam Bam. I love it. Yeah, Donald Logue last night on Twitter uh, said, said, I hope we get to meet Judge Bam Bam someday because <gasps> be awesome. he, he's always the guy that gets the criminals out of, out of mischief, out of, mm-hmm. out of trouble with the GCPD. Yep. Love the Judge Bam Bam reference. Another season one callback, I believe. I believe so. Let's see. Over in the chat room, uh, a lot of people saying Chris Abella. Bookworm says Falcone never really retired. I, I buy that. Yeah. And uh, Wynn says, love Falcone trolling Barnes at the party. Yeah, that was a really that good was interaction. Really good. It was nice also to see the, uh, you know, him introduce himself to somebody. He's like, hi, you may have heard of me. I'm Don Falcone. Yes. Like, I enjoyed that. <laughs> and Bookworm also says plant equals ivy. Not in this episode. Not this time. Uh, okay. So, you know, who was in this episode, though? Stabby Babs. You okay, want to talk a little bit about this, right? I just love how she just made her way into this party. <laughs> like, she just wanted a reason to dress up, I think. He's my date, or he's my or date, maybe it was or him. she's my I'm, date. I'm not you sure. You know, I'm a plus one. <laughs> That's all I know. So I love that Stabby Babs made an appearance at Lee's engagement party. And that Lee thought telling her, stay here, I'm going to get someone, would work. <laughs> Have you learned nothing, Miss Tompkins? So cute. Um, I think that Babs was there to serve a bit as Lee's conscience, though, since I don't think she is over Jim either. Otherwise, Mario wouldn't be so concerned and jealous of him. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, I thought it was interesting, too, that Jim pointed out that, uh, you know. The jealousy in Mario? Yeah. And that that was a weakness. I think uh-huh. I think that's definitely a weakness Jim's probably going to pounce on, oh, uh, you know, yeah. coming up here. Uh, but, uh, you, you know, I also thought it was interesting, you, you know, you talk about Babs and everything. I, I, I definitely felt her scene in this episode made it apparent that she's still stuck in the past, pining for a version of Jim who is at war with himself, uh-huh. uh, who kind of got erased last week. Yeah. Uh, she also still considers Lee her rival when she really isn't. I mean, they, they might be both interested in jim's affections but i don't think they're direct rivals for that the version of jim's that babs has in her head Mm -hmm. uh you know jim is finally at peace with who he is and while he might uh have a future with lee he's not depending on it he's not pining after her like babs is pining after him it's uh lee is not somebody babs is going to need to take out but I predict uh, we're going to get a new white wedding sort of scenario from Babs wow, in the next few wedding. episodes. And uh, she's going to take it out on Lee, even though 
Lee really isn't her rival because it's a different Jim Gordon. You know, Babs has been stewing all season, and now that Tavi is busy with Butch, mm-hmm. she's probably bored as well, so she's probably going to strike back. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Over here in the chat room, uh, Wynn says she has to go. She has to go vote. I, I said, have fun. Vote Pangy Pants. Vote Pangy Pants. And uh, Bookworm right says uh, Babs really wants Jim's ba- Jim back. Uh, which I is think so too. Very true. Very true. If nothing, I just would love to see them like go on a date. Yeah, just like a nice little innocent date. No, no there's, subterfuge there's, or anything. No, no gun to the back date. of his head. Right. I just wanted to see. I want to see him just be like, <sighs> okay. You know, that let's would be, go get coffee. That would be kind of fun. Kind of like that. Uh, that Harley Quinn Poison Ivy episode of Batman the Animated Series where it's just like a night with the gals. Like maybe. Yes, he, I remember he, that one. He just goes on a date with Babs and kind of sees the world through her eyes for the entire episode. There's no, like, she's not scheming on him or anything. He no. just kind of gets to it's see just a day. the world of Stabby Babs. I like Ooh, that. I like that it. would be a lot of fun. Uh, Let's do it. I, I, I like it. Let's I like it. it. Maybe they will. Okay, so you wanted to talk a little bit about Gotham's direction to wrap up here, right? Okay. Well, I love the direction that Gotham is going. There were very many, very many, no, there were many characters noticeably absent in this episode. <clears throat> many, many. Many, many. Bruce, Alfred, and Selena. And now that Bruce and Selena are officially a bat cat, they get lumped together in their disappearance. Shouldn't Bruce and Alfred have been at Lee and Mario's engagement party? It's a society event, and that is what he is supposed to be doing. You, you think because he has a Bruce has a relationship with Lee too, not like a romantic right. one, but just like they right. know each other pretty well. Exactly. And you know what? Alfred tried to have a relationship with Lee also. So let's see that play out. <laughs> um, Ivy, I wonder where she's been now that she's an. Or what she's been up to now that she has been an adult. Still dating that silver fox from that one episode? Mm-hmm. Or oh, I doubt it. moved on to somebody more her age? You know, does she have any regrets about the dude she killed? Or is she embracing the new her and killing mm-hmm. more? I need to know more. And it's been about two or three episodes. So, you know... I'd like to see what's going on. Yeah, it, it's interesting to note that, you know, this is uh, the second episode this season that did not have one Bruce uh, or slash Alfred scene. I think we're getting a lot more and they had to save up child actor hours. Yeah, they, that's very possible. It, because, I mean, I, I I think we did the calculation with some help with our from our chat room and stuff uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, but I think this might be only the third episode ever of Gotham that didn't have Bruce in it. Right. Like, I and just, two in one season. I just, just two very close to each other. Yeah. So, and we know he's not off in like Italy or the Alps or anything. Maybe he is off training with uh, some grandmasters or something. Maybe that's why Bruce Grand hasn't Master been Grandmaster Selena? I don't know. No, he just wants to go like have dinners with his girlfriend now. <laughs> uh, Butch and Tabby. He's are in they, love. Are they playing Donna Reed at the safe house in Gotham or plotting their revenge? <laughs> uh, Yanni, Bruce, Mystery Gordon, and the court. Really, Gotham TV writers, you gave us these tidbits and then you hide them from us for weeks? Not cool. <laughs> not cool. Um, Fish and Strange. I'm still not buying that they ran off to the woods never to be seen again. Where are they? <laughs> very true. I censored myself. You did. You did. Uh, you, you did a very good job censoring yourself. I try. Uh, but yeah, definitely Fish and Strange are the big I, – I kind of feel because uh, some news came out over the past week that uh, – the winter finale for Gotham isn't going to be until like late January, January 30th. Right? But they still have to have time off in December because that's what Hollywood does. Yeah. And I, there, there was also uh, some talk from the creators of Gotham back over the summer that it was going to be a unit of X number of episodes, then, then three, like three or four, then and the then last the half of the season. Right. So I'm guessing we're going to get the that first unit. Before December, we're going to get the three in January, and then they're going to come back in the spring with the Drum. remaining the remaining Drum. half of the season. Drum. Uh, 
So I, I actually, so the it, Mad City should be ending here soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would actually peg that that three episode sort of comeback uh-huh. uh, thing as being the Fish and Strange fallout. Like I could see that. I could see that being the Fish Strange uh, situation for sure. Okay, uh, let's see here. Um, the strange fish, as Bookworm in the chat room puts it. Okay, well, I, I think we're about done with our main discussion. We do have some feedback and some news and stuff, so stay tuned. But now it's time for the arbitrary scale where I make up a thing in my head based on the thing. episode, and we rate the episode based on it. So out of 193 faces in a jar, Anne-Marie, uh, how many faces in a jar do you give this episode? And feel free to chime in in the chat room, too. 181. 181. Why? Um, it was really good. Uh, like I said, it was really, it felt very cinematic mm-hmm. with how, and its focus and everything, but there was just a lot missing. Yeah. Like I've gotten used to Gotham having like five storylines going at once. Mm-hmm. And even if we don't get more than like a scene or a callback, even like nobody even said Bruce. Yeah. So that seemed a little odd to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, 181. Okay. As for me, you know, I, I'm going to give it a, just a little skitch less than you. I'm going to give it 180 because while it was really cool to have a very season one throwbacky character centric episode, mm-hmm. it did feel a little overcrowded. I like, I, I went to rewatch it this morning and I was like, we're only halfway through the episode and I have three pages front and back of notes because right. so much is going on. So it was a little overwhelming. It was a, it was a bit easier to follow the second time through for sure. Yeah. And uh, a lot more stuff jumped out at me. But I, if I if I shave off a few faces in a jar, mm-hmm. it's just because uh, it was a little overcrowded. Uh, over in the chat room, a uh, bookworm says 180 because of no Batcat or Yanni Bruce. Yep. Uh, very, very good book- bookworm. And we'll keep uh, reporting those as they happen. So now, on to the news. News. First up, the ratings. We no, don't know not. them because it's re- too early. <laughs> yeah, we're recording so early. We're going to assume Gotham got a 10.0, meaning... Everyone in the United States was watching them and not preparing for the <clears throat> election that's yeah, happening right everyone now. Everyone decided not to vote and just to rewatch this episode of Gotham over and 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 over again. But we do have an episode coming up. Next week, uh, oh, actually, this is a uh, this is not. It's not it. Yeah, this is not the trailer for next week's episode. Yes, it is. Uh, uh, Gordon and Barnes have a standoff. Okay, yeah, okay. it I, is. I thought it would have had the uh, episode title. I, this is the one I got directly from the Gotham thing. It's what is next week called? Uh, yeah, the executioner. Yes, yeah, yeah. the executioner. So I, I let, don't know, man. Let's go ahead and take a look at this preview here. Okay, so we have Jim and Barnes, Barnes. hanging out. Uh, Harvey and Jim, Jim talking. I, I, see, I like that we Kat. get the Ivy, Selena, and Bruce. Yeah, it looks and like it's going to be very centric. I think she reveals – and that's why I think they've left the three of them off so much mm-hmm. lately is they have a very centric episode. Well, yeah. somebody just went through a window. Ed, Ed and Oswald were looking very intense too and it looks like uh, Jim and Barnes have a showdown, which is not surprising No, based on what happened this week. So yeah. that's going to be really good. I, I'm very excited for it, especially since we'll have more than 12 hours to process the whole episode. Right. And uh, Bobby over in the chat room gives it 172 faces in a jar. Thanks, Bobby. Thank you. Okay. As, uh, speaking of faces in a jar, yeah, that's wrong. take off your face. Put it Do in a not, jar. No. And then next week, no. when you're watching The Executioner, pick that face up, take a selfie with it, email it over to us, legendsofgotham at gmail.com, tweet us at Legends of Gotham. The Facebook is facebook.com slash groups slash Legends of Gotham. And the, uh, what I want you to do also is record yourself while you're cutting your face off. Uh, the screams like, ah! 
And then, uh, you know, send that over to us in a voicemail, 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And as usual, we're going to start with Bobby. Take it away, Bobby. Hey, guys, it's Bobby. And just hey. wanted to leave a few of my thoughts on last night's Gotham. Um, it doesn't talking. look like uh, Barnes is going to be Grundy, but I definitely am interested in what's going on with him going forward. As far as the uh, Enigma uh, Penguin Isabella things going going on, uh, I did not think it was going to come to a head as soon as as soon as it did. But we, I'm sure we all saw that coming. It was rather unfortunate because um, I did I for a moment there it looked like Penguin, you know, when he was giving her the out, it did look like he kind of saw looked around and saw that he did care for her or she cared for him rather, and he knows that Riddler cared for her. So he was thinking, for a brief moment, it did look like he was thinking maybe I should just let, you know, I love, maybe he loved Nigma so much that he would let Nigma, you know, be in love with her. But ultimately, that's, that wasn't the case. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, Nigma or Riddler wants, or not Riddler, Penguin <laughs> gets what he wants. Um, and although Butch is no longer in the picture for the time being, it was really cool to see that other, I don't remember the name of the thug, but he Gabe. definitely came from like central casting for goons. And, um, I can't remember his name. I wish I did, but I, I love him as a goon character in the show. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I I'm just going to keep it brief and, and, uh, that's all I'll talk about uh, today. Uh, hopefully I get in before you guys start recording and, uh, you did. success. Arbitrary scale. I'll give it, um, I don't know, 12 of 15 um, veins popping in around uh, Barnes' eye. Nice. All right. See you guys later. You know, that was almost my arbitrary scale was the number of veins in uh, Barnes' face. Over in the chat room, uh, Bookworm is saying there's a Batman villain called the Electrocutioner. And I, I, I pointed that out, yeah, one, they were yeah. in season one. Actually, one of my favorite posters we've ever done, too. Uh, but next up, we have Jacob. Take it away, Jacob. Hi, Bill and Anne-Marie. This hey, is Jacob. Uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about um, Blood Rush. Uh, it was a great episode. Um, and I like the fact that there were only two main uh, plot lines. Usually they had more and they're a bit harder to follow. But the one with Barn and then the one with uh, uh, Oswald, Isabella. <laughs> and then Jacob, I hate to interrupt you. I just, uh, Jerome just showed up in the chat room going, ha ah! So we're a little freaked out. Go well, ahead. Word, but we're, we're horrific. Um, first of all, the main one with Barn turning into, I'm still not sure what, but uh, <laughs> just, uh, a lot. I guess he's um, he's going mad with Alice's blood, and mm-hmm. that's affecting him in a... Um, with his, he has rage, uh, being, there's like, uh, it's been said before about Barnes that, um, and what I thought too all along was that his by the book, no nonsense attitude, uh, was, uh, working behind that is definitely a dark side. And he's mm-hmm. sick and tired of Wait, criminals getting away with it. Thing. So he's Barnes is dark side. You heard it here first. <laughs> always had a lot of anger about that. Now with Alice's blood, it's coming out. Uh, the rage that he's always felt about that is coming to the surface. And I thought it was uh, Michael Chiklis played it beautiful. Writer thought it beautiful. How his good side, he, he was trying to fight it. He thought he was going to win, just like uh, Mad Hatter. Uh, Jarvis said, "Every you try to win, you think you're winning. Then you hear voices and you go over completely, and it takes you over completely." 
And that's exactly what happened to him. And by the end, at the end, he was hearing the voices. Everyone in Gotham was guilty. And he's going to clean up the city with Gordon. And I think it's heading, what it's heading for, uh, obviously, was... Sorry, uh, Jerome update from the chat room. Jerome says, hmm, what do you call a tavern full of birds? A crowbar. Ha ha ha. I'm going for Bruce. Crap. And they accelerated it with... Um, Dr. Simon uh, telling Jim at the end that uh, Barnes did it to him, that it's, there's going to be a big showdown, maybe even as early as, as next week, between Barnes and James Ward. And uh, we'll see how that ends up. But that's going to be awesome, I think. And the second plot line, which I thought was, was also very good, was, you know, this love uh, triangle between Edward, Isabella, and uh, Oswald. And I, I'm just mystified uh, with Isabella. There's something why she would... Hey, guys, it's Jacob again. Sorry about the Yeah, his call cut off. I just wanted to finish you up. I'm, I know you're going to have to cut this down. Uh, nope. I just don't understand uh, what's going through her, you know, what's up with her, why she put on the uh, Christine, uh, Kristen... <laughs> uh, <laughs> persona and then almost had him and choke her i i, I don't get that uh but my theory well, what I get, it was for him to get over the fear is she's going to survive the crash uh be in the hospital something and then tell ed ed is going to find out that it was oswald that uh, tried to kill her and then there's going to be uh, a riddler penguin uh, face off um, and that's going to be awesome. So, uh, my, um, out of, uh, my thing is going to be, uh, faces in a jar. <laughs> and out of a hundred faces in a jar, I give it 99. They're very, very good. Uh, looking forward to the podcast. Um, Ooh. and talk to you later. Goodbye. Hey guys, it's Bobby. Ah, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. You've already had but your time. Ding, 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 ding. Jacob, this week you win the Guess the Arbitrary Scale contest. You win absolutely nothing, nothing. but our eternal. Gratitude. Back to the gratitude. Yes. And Yay. Stuff like that. And yeah, this Jerome guy in the chat room is freaking me out. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. It, 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 the it, Joker with big fist. Like a tub alarm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, we're going to wrap up with a letter from Carlos. Carlos. Carlos says, good morning, guys. Good it's morning. Carlos. And I hope you are doing well. Last yes. night's episode was really good. I swear each episode is getting better and better. Uh, to start off uh, things off, I appreciate the Easter eggs of Mr. Toad and especially Professor Pig from the comics. Yeah, I did catch that too. It they very f- f- much felt like uh, those Grant Morrison characters from uh, I believe it was a uh, Batman and Robin. He wrote those in. Okay, uh, or it might have been in Batman Rip. Uh, but uh, the way they described uh, on what the Doctor does regarding he, that he takes people's faces to give them a perfect face is very similar to Pig's M.O. Uh, whether or not they are these are Professor Pig and Mr. Toad, or this was just a hint that we may see them later down the line, remains to be seen. Poor Isabella. I mean, Kringle, I mean, well, they are more or less the same. Yep. Uh, anyway, she was playing with fire when she thought she could challenge Oswald, and that her that was her mistake, and I believe that this is Gotham's way of separating Oswald and Nigma in order to be rivals to one another. And as a side note, I was wrong about Isabella planning something against Nigma. Turns out that she was just as crazy as he is, mm-hmm. if not a little more so. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed uh, uh, what they were doing with Barnes, although I do feel uh, bad w- on what he is going through. I realize that they are doing a reversal role between Jim's and Barnes with Jim deciding to follow the law once again to now Barnes setting aside uh, to all he stood for and taking the law into his own hands, which brings me to my next point. As he was going through his final phase of transformation, the way they... 
that he talked reminded me of the judge from Batman the Animated Series, who was actually Harvey Dent, a.k.a. Two-Face, further along in his career as a criminal. Hmm. He created a third personality in order to right some of the wrongs he had com- committed as Two-Face and to bring about some justice to Gotham's criminals. I also heard from other people about another character who was also in the animated series that I completely forgot about. This has been mentioned in the chat room a couple times. Okay. And I believe they called him Lockup. I'm not entirely sure that's how they called him, uh, but he was a guard at Arkham Asylum, and he was brutal and nasty to the inmates. He would abuse them and torture them to the point where they, they were either afraid of him or had a psychotic meltdown, and he did it because he felt that was true justice, and that's what criminals deserve, uh, just like Barnes and his new ideals. This season is just getting more and more exciting from what we saw last night. These next few weeks are going to be crazy. Uh, take care of yourself, and let's see how these elections go. Crazy! Vote for Panky Pants. Vote Panky uh, Pants. Thanks, Carlos. And yeah, yeah Carlos. I, obviously the the obvious uh, parallel that I haven't seen a lot of people bring up here is Judge Dredd, uh, the comic book character slash Sylvester Stallone slash Carl Urban character mm-hmm. uh, from the movies. But uh, he actually uh, says it, one of his fam- most famous lines is, I am the law. I am judge, uh, jury, and I executioner. I actually did see that somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just didn't see it anywhere in our discussion today. So I just uh, wanted to point that out. That's because I know nothing about it. And uh, then the Joker is saying uh, – uh, let's see. Time to blow up Gotham and hit Meeks with a crowbar. <laughs> okay, now time to get are, scared. Are, are you saying that I'm as reviled as Jason Todd was in the 80s, Jerome? I take great issue with that. I want you to write in a detailed five-paragraph essay on why that's the case, because I don't believe you. You can email at legendsofgotham at gmail.com. Tweet us at Legends of Gotham. The Facebook is facebook.com slash groups slash Legends of Gotham. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Let us hear your screams. 424 424- <laughs> Two seven four two three uh, five two. You're welcome. Now again, we want to thank our chat room, uh, uh, Jerome and Bobby, Bobby and, Bookworm and Bookworm and, and Jim and, and Jim. All of those we've lost along and the way. And the rest. You can normally join us eight thirty p.m. EST at live.universebox.com when we record live, or you, or you can you know pick up the show later at legendsofgotham.com. This was a good chat room for being a weird time. Yeah, for being like way early in the morning for sure. Uh, Emery, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at amd. Simone. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow all of the shows we do at universebox.com. And, you know, you can follow us live here in about 15, 15 20 minutes. minutes. Uh, we're going to go live with our Universe Box podcast, which is all entertainment news. We're going to be talking Young Justice, Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad, saving a bunch of companies, uh, the return of the Simpsons, all sorts of crazy, the geeky, fun Simpsons. stuff. Uh, so, so we hope you join us for that. Just uh, stay in the chat room and I'll let you know when to refresh the page. Once we get that updated. So I guess that about does it for this week. So join us next time for more Legends, Legends of Gotham. Gotham. I should always I should start that music earlier, probably. You really should. I don't yeah. know why you don't. Yeah. I love Ge- this music. Makes me happy. Jerome is really freaking me Jerome out. Jerome is freaking me out a little and I need to like go lock the door. Wait, I'll get him gone. Wait. The stuff about previewing. Preview!